0: please visit our website at concordunited.org.
1: Throughout the season of Lent leading up till Easter, we're in a message series called Real ID, where we look at what it means to get our real identity from Christ. Not from the the different places the world tells us to find our identity, but to get our identity from Christ. And as we look to to do that, we look today at who are our idols? Who, Who are the people that we're looking to to show us what life is really about? and how we're supposed to live it. Well, uh, we hope that each week you're thinking about these things as you join journey with us uh, through the Growing Through the Bible reading plan. That's something we've made a part of our church culture, and you can find it at Bible. I just encourage you, read every day to help keep your eyes where they need to be and your focus where it needs to be. But often in life, we get to, a, we have people that we look at as, these are heroes. And some of what the Bible does is it tells us that the heroes of the faith. And yet, if we look to our heroes long enough, eventually they disappoint us, right? Uh, eventually, they let us down. No one's perfect. And even though, though no one's perfect, it's still okay to, to have heroes. Uh, in fact, oftentimes people moved to town, and many of you may have moved to town recently and joined the church. And when someone comes to town, and particularly when they come from another region of the country, we try to go above and beyond to to welcome them, to help them get to know not just the church, but the community, to tell them where to hike in the Smokies and what to do at Market Square downtown. And then I always pull them aside and I say, look, this place is going to feel like home before you know it. And as long as you're nice to people, they'll be nice to you, and you'll get along just fine as long as you don't ever say a bad word about Pat Summit, Dolly Parton, or Peyton Manning. Okay? <laughs> but if you, could, if you could follow those things, you'll, you'll be okay. Well, uh, even our greatest heroes uh, have flaws. In fact, they're deeply flawed. Now, I'm going to follow my own advice and not say anything bad today about... Uh, Pat Summit, Dolly Parton, Peyton Manning, but I will tell you one of someone I, I've looked up to, and eventually you're around people enough, and you see, oh wait, there's some pretty deep flaws here, and you may know that when I went to seminary, I did so at Duke Divinity School, and we had this particular basketball coach, <laughs> who is who many of us are mourning will not be the coach anymore, but it was apparent after you know, being on campus for about two weeks, who the head honcho on campus was. Because Coach K had a bigger office in a higher tower than the university president a higher salary than the university president and a nicer car than the university president and many people on that campus idolized him i got to hear him speak a couple times uh, one time he spoke to me uh, after winning a game i said thank you coach and he said thank you for attending and i think i made a big impression <laughs> but even coach k was deeply flawed and all you unc fans out there are like yeah we know <laughs> well if you ever get the chance to go to a Duke game in Cameron Indoor Arena, it's an amazing experience. It's so intense and, and loud. And they've thought about every little detail in that basketball arena. And particularly, uh, the student band is very well trained. If things aren't going well for Duke and the other team is uh, making some points and Coach K calls a timeout, the band immediately comes in, loudly. Uh, with a peppy song. And the reason they do is so you can't hear the words Coach K uses to his players, <laughs> right? Because those are not suitable for childhood ears or for television cameras. I happened to be at a game one time where the band didn't come in quick enough. And we saw that one of our heroes had some flaws. Well, we, we if you get to know heroes enough, you see that All heroes have deep flaws. I think about the people who've been my heroes who have helped shape me into who I am and I think 99.9% of what I know about being a Christian man comes through a trinity of great men. My father, my father-in-law, my father's father. But in life there are things where I get in situations where even their great example for me It's not enough to help guide me in that particular situation. And if I need wisdom, I have a trinity of great women in my life. Uh, My wife, my mother, my mother-in-law that I can turn to. And yet sometimes I encounter things that even that's not enough. And when it comes to being a pastor, I have to tell you, I go out to lunch a lot with other pastors, and we talk about the challenges and the victories in our churches, and we try to help one another become better pastors. And I have to tell you, when I talk about challenges I'm having, having they have less grace for me than anyone else at those other lunches. I mean, they are harder on me than they are on anyone. And you know why? Because I have a trinity Of great pastors I work with, Pastor Larry, Pastor Mike, and Pastor Brooke, and they look at me and they're like, you have no excuse for bad decisions. Look at your advisors. Look at the people you can walk down the hall and talk to. We have to do this on our own. But even some situations, Pastor Larry, Pastor Mike, Pastor Brooke, they can't help and know exactly what to do every time, all the time, Wouldn't it be nice to have a hero you could trust all the time in every situation? And what, when Paul writes his letter to the Philippians, what he's telling them is you have exactly that in Jesus Christ. He became human, suffered everything we could could ever suffer, went through every stress we could ever go to, remained faithful and showed us what life is all about. And you can trust him in every time and every situation. Here's how Paul summarizes it to the Philippians, beginning with the first verse of chapter two of his letter. If then there's any encouragement in Christ, any consolation from love, any sharing in the spirit, any compassion and sympathy, make my joy complete. Be of the same mind, having the same love, being in full accord and of one mind. This is your hero. This hero could have stayed far above the heavens, but he did not regard equality with God as something to be exploited. It wasn't something to be exploited for privilege, uh, but it was an opportunity to serve. So he emptied himself, taking the form of a slave and being found in human form, became obedient even to death. And so he says, follow him. In his love, in his compassion, in his sympathy, uh, in his humility, let the same mind be in you that was in Christ. That if you look to him, he will show you how to journey through anything. And here's what happens to us when we become disillusioned with our heroes human heroes disappoint because we expect of them what can only be done by the Savior who anoints, right? Human heroes disappoint uh, because we often put them on this pedestal and we forget that they are deeply flawed, but we have the Savior who anoints with his Spirit, who anoints to help us become like him. Because when you look at the life of Christ, the grace of Christ, the love of Christ, the compassion of Christ, the way in which Christ broke across boundaries and included people, the way in which he did nothing as uh, Paul articulates here out of selfish conceit or ambition, but did everything out of service. It can seem like such a high calling that who could attain it, but he actually anoints us with his spirit and anoints us with his spirit to become like him. Uh, not not in every way, but to, because we know he is above us, but to live our lives more and more in his image, in the image of we were created. And what we discover is that in Jesus, our Creator entered creation to create in us a clean heart, to take us and through His grace when we come before Him to clean us and to show us how to live gratefully and loving lives. And then He knew how hard this would be for us, so He gave us the gift of communion. And in the gift of communion, He creates a constant connection with us in a changing world, a world where everything changes so quickly and rapidly. He says, whenever you come to this communion table, whenever you break the bread and drink the wine in my name, I will be there with you. One of the things I love about communion is it's so hard to mess up communion. It's easy to mess up a sermon. It's easy to mess up a song. It's easy to mess up in life and relationships. But when you come to communion Jesus says remember me and come and do this and I will be there no matter how much else you do wrong. I will be there and I will forgive and I will restore and I will send my spirit to empower you to live this life as I have lived it and as I have shown you. And I can tell you that I haven't been on this earth that long just a little more than 40 years, but I've never encountered anything that Jesus couldn't get me through and that Jesus couldn't show me the way through. I've stood over graves that I didn't want to stand over, and he showed me how to continue. I've had relationships break down that I didn't want to see severed, and he's showed me how to be faithful. I've I've had joys that I never saw coming, uh, and he showed me how to, to be grateful, uh, and I've had disappointments hit me harder than I ever thought they would, and he showed me how to be faithful in those circumstances, and that God is still good, and that God still has a plan. And I know for many of you, you have been through challenges I have, can only imagine. You, you have been through circumstances, the pressure of which I will never know on my shoulders. And I've heard you say to me, but Jesus has been there, but he has not let me down. But he had what it took to get me through and to show me the way. And he showed me that life, I, not just could I keep living, but life could be good again. Uh, not just could I keep serving, but he had a calling for me. Friends, this is our hero. This is our hero we can trust. In a world that tells us to trust celebrities and billionaires and professional athletes, and God bless them all. And God bless all the heroes in our lives who come from our family and our friends. But we have one hero who we can trust in all times and all circumstances. And this gift of communion is our chance to come before that hero and say, create a clean heart in me and put a new and right spirit within me so that the same mind might be in me that was in you, that I might do nothing out of selfish ambition or conceit, but I might live a life of service and love and find in that life the love of God, which is above all, uh, beyond all, and in all things. Let us pray together. Gracious Lord, we come before you today and we thank you for sending your Son to be the hero we can trust, to show us the way every day in all things. Help us to look to you and to walk in trust and in faith. Create in us a clean heart that we might display your love to the world, and may others who see us somehow through our love, and through your work in deeply flawed people like us, also see you and come to know the surpassing
0: love and grace of Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. Thank you for listening to this sermon from Concord United Methodist Church. This podcast is a ministry of Concord United, and we would love to hear from you. To contact us, please send an email to podcasts at concordunited.org with sermons in the subject line. For more information about Concord United, including worship times, service opportunities, mission efforts, and classes, please visit our website at concordunited.org. We also invite you to download and enjoy our daily devotional podcasts presented by the pastors and members of Concord United. Finally, we would appreciate it if you would leave a rating and a review of this podcast so that others can discover it and benefit from it.